fancy me loving you. you. <laughs> folks my name's izzy my pronouns are she her and i'm the gay as a tennis player flower aficionado of this podcast my name's sarah my pronouns are also she her and i am the irish gay who is best friends with the florist oh we're best friends yes not lovers gal pals but gal pals happy galentines happy galentines is <laughs> yeah it actually is valentine's day today we've thought it would actually be cute to do this today also if you have a calendar you know that today is sunday and this is coming out on saturday so <laughs> it's like our last chance yeah <laughs> but yeah we thought it'd be cute to do it anyway and we really hope you all had a lovely valentine's day either loving someone else or loving yourself mm-hmm. you know treat yourself to a nice new vibrator yeah 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 absolutely some anal beads Yes, do it. Whatever you want. A gimp mask. You don't need someone else to have a gimp mask. Exactly. Just wear it around the house. Yeah. Pop the film on. Put your gimp mask on. Washing up. Rubber gloves. Rubber mask. Happy days. Stick a little straw through there so you can drink your nice little gin and tonic. Wear it on the tube to avoid coronavirus. To comply with the government regulations. That's actually a wonderful idea. I think I will start doing that. Yeah. That's a great Lovely. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to What You Missed While You Were Closeted, a podcast by two gays. Yes, two gays who watch films once a month. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's loads of podcasts that are by lesbians and they're like slowly turning into film podcasts. Honestly. I'm so sad about it. <laughs> Please. Like it wasn't about it. It was about the L word and I wanted to do an L word podcast. <laughs> Just stick with us, please. Yes. We're, we're um, moderately okay at this. Yeah. <laughs> We've got an okay quality microphone and no previous broadcasting experience. Yeah. And literally have never done any editing before this in our entire lives. Hey, speak for yourself. I used to use a lot of GarageBand back in the day. True, and I used to have my own little podcast when I was in a band. Oh, yeah. It's really bad. It's on the internet still. You could find it, but please don't. I might find it and tweet it out for um, the zero listeners that we have following (laughs) us there. Yeah, watch watch the views go up like none. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to listen to it. Oh, actually, they might not exist anymore because my band's YouTube page got hacked and all of the videos got stolen. That's so sad. It's actually really sad. That was a piece of my um, life. Yeah. Taken away by a hacker. That's so sad. But also, I'm really glad because I don't think that people listening to that podcast would have been good for me <laughs> yeah that's fair probably quite embarrassing we this month have watched a film that i've been so excited to watch since we started this podcast because it is one of my favorites and i love it so much and it is imagine me and you why do you love it so much I think I'll talk about it a little bit more later on, but I'll just say that I genuinely came out of closets for this film. Oh, mm. shit! Yeah. Okay. So. I hadn't even seen it. It's quite special to me. Yeah. I think next month we'll have to do a film that I've seen and you haven't seen. These yeah. last two months have been ones you've seen and I haven't. All right. Shall we jump into the film? I think we shall. I think it's a good idea. So the film opens up with um, Piper Parabo sleeping in what looks to be a negligee and cargo trousers. <laughs> She she wears that outfit more than once in this film. Does she? Yeah, she. One time she wakes up in her little nighty and she puts on like a full velour tracksuit, like under and over it. I was like, all right, pipes. I was literally like, who the fuck wears that? Like, why is she like? Is it winter? No, it's not winter. Yeah, we, no, we know it's not because bonfire night happens in the film. So yeah. the wedding's meant to be before that. So why the fuck is she sleeping in a nighty and a pair of like big bulky black trousers? <laughs> so funny. So stupid. So yes, we meet one of our main characters, Rachel. Yes. It is her wedding day. And she literally scrubs the shit out of her tongue. Yes. In preparation. Like she's like, I have to kiss this man. I'm going to have to just Egh! scrape my mouth out. Before Izzy I did do. a great gesture with her hand that really translates well to podcasting there. So. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I feel like that would be, like your wedding day of all days would be the day that you'd have to like brush your teeth more uh, than um, you've ever sorry? brushed them before. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> no, just like, 
I feel like I will brush my teeth maybe on my wedding day. <laughs> but I don't know about any other day. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, intensely brush your teeth. Like, that's the day that you need to, like, do it, the best brushing of your life. But it wasn't the teeth that was the problem. It was the tongue. It's, yeah, she literally was like, I know, I brush my tongue, but I don't do it that hard. Mm. Like, she won't be able to taste anything for about four weeks. Well. Well. <laughs> So yeah, we meet her and she is getting ready for her wedding. Yes. We meet Rachel's parents and her super young sister. Yes, we do. Which I actually hadn't even made the connection that that was her sister until you just said it. Who did you think she was? Just like just, a random child? Yeah, no, I just thought she was some kid in the family, like a niece or a nephew. No. I hadn't made the connection that she had the same parents as... Rachel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's literally her sister. So weird. Okay. Rachel comes out in her wedding dress. Yeah. What did you think of the wedding dress? I thought it was fine. It looked a little bit like a communion dress. I didn't like the lace at the top. I, I thought, thought it was a bit was, ugly. There was like a little tiny band with a tiny bow that kind of looked like a child's vest. Ew. Yeah, that was like around the waist. Ew. So that's why it kind of was communion dressy. But um, it was fine. She looked good. It was a bit short. Short? Yeah. It, it was... wasn't like above the knee. No, 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 no. But it would be fine if it was above the knee. It's the fact that it was like above the ankle. Like who has a wedding dress that length? Do you want a like a big long train on the back of your dress like Princess Diana? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know I do. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm well, very dramatic. I'm glad I won't be walking behind you down the aisle. Well, good. Good. Because you definitely would step on it and ruin it. I know that you would. <laughs> Rude. So we get to meet the groom and we find out his name's Hector. So at this point, I'm thinking everything that happens is his fault for being called Hector. Yeah, that's fair. That's very <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's such a gross name. And they call him Heck for short. I like the, think Heck is cute. No, it's like those fucking chicken sausages you can get in Morrison's. Heck. No, I know. But like, it's like I've got a friend called Henry and I call him Hen, which I think is really cute. So which is cute because like a hen is a bird. Yeah. Heck is an alternative word for hell. Darn you all to Heck. <laughs> exactly. Cute. <laughs> Adorable. And we also get to meet his really wonderful friend, Cooper. Yeah, he's... um. Disgusting. Yeah, physically and mentally disgusting. He's ugly. He's so ugly and he talks like he gets so much snatch. Oh, why did you say it like that? <laughs> oh, that was so gross. <laughs> Ew. What was what we better? Clunge mint? No, just like pussy. <laughs> but I call it pussy. I don't want to be calling it pussy. Ew. Women? Yeah. Well. Sex? Fine. He gets so much pussy women sex. <laughs> <laughs> he is gross throughout the whole film, and this point, the introduction point, is no exception to that. No, I'm sure it is not. Well, he's talking about how muscular he is underneath his suit to loose. Yeah. We know he's a lesbian. And how sweet and sensitive he is. All as an attempt to just get in her pants. So mm. we know straight up that he is gross. We did miss the part that we meet Luce's best friend, who is an Irish. <laughs> it's not that important to anyone but me, but it's always good to see an Irish in a film. And this film had so many Irishes. Maybe the other Irish listeners might like to know that too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> saying it's only important to you. It's only important to me out of the two of us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I know you didn't. <laughs> no, I, I saw you writing down when there was Irishes on screen. I don't think I actually wrote anything about them being Irish, but... Right. Well, <laughs> hey, look. There's another Irish as well. Sharon Horgan is in this film, who I love. I didn't yeah. realise she was in this film, and she is one of the bridesmaids. Yeah, she's not in it a lot, though, the film, is she? Considering who she is now. Yeah. However, it's the big moment. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Wedding. She's walking down the aisle. Yes. And she looks across and she sees Luce and they lock eyes and she instantly falls in love with her, which is the natural response whenever you make eye contact with Lena. It just happens. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. I would also fall in love with her instantly if I saw her in real life. Yeah, exactly. Make eye contact. That's it. You are done for. That's it. That's why she ended up fucking her brother in Game of Thrones. Ew. I've not seen it. Well, that's who she fucks in Game of Thrones. I did hear that there was some brother fucking, so... Yeah, yeah. Now I know. She's the incest one. <laughs> Is that what they call her? Yeah, the Down the pub. <laughs> oh, it's, it's old incest Lena. 
Yeah, exactly. We kind of go to the wedding party after this. Yes. And there's a lot of standing around and stuff like that. And I just want to know, like, is it normal to have like an on-call florist at your wedding for the entirety yeah. of the celebration? I don't know. Are we going to have to pay for like dinner and drinks for our florist? <laughs> or can we just buy flowers and bring them? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But like, it's also like in Love Actually, when he's talking to that woman about how the catering's really bad. Yeah. And she's the caterer. Although I guess she would be there because she's making food throughout the evening. Yeah, she has to be there in case anything goes wrong with the food. But like, what's going to happen with the flowers? Someone gets hay fever? Does she like, <laughs> she got like a holster belt with anti-allergy tablets? Well, I'm sorry, but you saw the way the people were dancing. I think it's quite feasible that someone could knock out a bunch of flowers and that would be it. Disaster. Yeah. Wedding over. Everyone has to go home. Does she have, like, the whole flower shop in her car? Is she, like, ready to redo it? Well, kind of. Well, she brought a lot of flowers, yeah. Yeah. Like, did you see the size of the bouquets that were in that area? And then, like, everyone's, like, corsages and stuff. There were so many flowers everywhere, so... I don't think corsages take up much space in the back of a car. No, I know. I know that. I do know that. But, like, there was a lot of flowers everywhere. Yeah. Throughout the film, really. (laughs) Very flower-centric film, which is interesting. I mean, yes, she is a florist, so... She is, but the other one, we do, we're we not even sure what job she does. It's not like a journalism-centric film or whatever she does. Well, she's not the love interest, is she? She's yes. the main character. I suppose. Yeah. All right. I also thought there was an unusual format to the wedding. How do you mean? I mean, is it normal that you kind of have the wedding ceremony, then go get extremely pissed and dance, and then have the sit-down dinner and the speeches? I don't think so, no. No, I think it's, it's kind of a different way around. Way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's how it's done. <laughs> I was about to say, unless it's different in America, but this isn't even an American no. film. It's, it's <laughs> British. So, no. Very much set around where you have worked for the past couple yeah, of years. Yeah, literally, the Princess of Wales pub, which you can see out the door of Luce's flower shop. Mm-hmm. I used to go there for work drinks because I used to work very near that area. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to take you there and show you where the flower shop was. Lovely. Yeah. I think that might be why there's so many Irish people in it, actually, in all seriousness. Because it's quite near that area, like Kilburn, North London, that kind of borough of Camden has quite a lot of Irish people living there. Yeah. We find Rachel hanging out by the... I don't punch? Know, yeah, but what was that? Like a, a barrel of punch? Yeah. It wasn't a bowl, was it? Was it like one of those things that has like the little tap on it? I think so. It looked like that. Yeah. However, they had a ladle in the top of it. So oh, yeah. So Weird. it was like the shape of those big barrels that you can get with a tap, but there was no tap. No. Strange. She's lost her wedding ring in there. Already. Already. Which I don't think was like really anything particularly to do with the plot. It was just to show that they have like this amazing chemistry and yeah, like exactly. lightness between them straight off the bat for the first time they speak. How the fuck would that happen? How the fuck would she lose her ring in the punch? If it was too big for her? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you get your wedding ring measured. Yeah. Fit to measure. Yeah. Usually. And maybe she took the wrong one. She took, took his one by mistake one. and he's there <laughs> with his finger like swelling up. He's gone purple. <laughs> Somebody get the saw! <laughs> I wish they had taken us, showed us the scene where he has to go to A&E and get, <laughs> get the ring surgically removed. <laughs> However, she has somehow dropped her ring in the punch and Lena comes to the rescue. Loose. Lena, loose, same person. Yeah. Comes to the rescue by fishing around and getting the ring out for her. And then putting it on behind her back. Yes. Whilst Hex, creepy boss is there Rob let's not even talk about him again he exists hate him bye well something I didn't like is Luce just can't get a fucking break at this wedding first she's being hit on by Cooper now she's being hit on by Rob yeah like for fuck's sake, leave the woman alone. She's the, she's there to do the flowers. She's not there to get laid. Yeah, no, agreed. And also, I feel like, you know, how she looked at the wedding wasn't, like, the best Lena that we ever see. Also, I feel like she's definitely more gay-attracting. Yeah. attracting if Literally. That makes any sense. Like, I fancied the actress before I even knew she was in this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she just attracts us queers, I think. Yeah. But Rob moved on to Rachel's mum anyway, so it was fine. Oh, it's all fine. <laughs> Cooper goes up to the DJ and recommends a song. We don't know what song it is yet, but they're all listening to a bit of, like, fun, classic, British wedding, stupid music. Yeah. And he goes over to Luce... May I have this dance? 
her thinking this is going to be this silly, stupid music, and suddenly it switches to... What song was it? Something slow. It switches to a slow song, and he is literally grasping onto her. Yeah. He's, like, not giving her a chance to fucking escape, holding her so tightly. It's gross. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. He like, is gross. I just don't like him. He's just painted out to be this, like, comedic character throughout the film. But yeah, like, real as, Jack the Lad kind of vibe. Exactly, but as, like, an actual real-life lesbian... I've met guys like that, and they are the worst. Uh-huh. It's it's a really, like, nasty thing that lesbians actually have to deal with. And I know he doesn't know at this point that she is gay, but mm-hmm. even when he finds out, he still is like that. Yeah. So I mean, in that case, it's an awful thing that women have to deal with, guys doing shit like that and yeah. doing stunts. No, exactly. It is, like... Mm. And you just kind of... You feel like you have to do it because you don't know what's going to happen if you don't. Yeah. So yeah, a bit fucked up. I didn't really like that. And he goes on to show himself up even more by giving a really horrible best man speech where he essentially calls his friends boring and uh, says that he's going to shag one of the bridesmaids. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's nice. Like, where's your stories, you know, of when you were mates? Yeah. <laughs> that's normally what a best man does. I have this story of my friend when he was throwing up out a tree, you know, stupid stuff. But yeah. It's all about him. He's gross. He is gross. However, we move on from the wedding and go to the next day. Piper shows up at Lucy's flower shop yep. to invite her for dinner. Now, mm-hmm. this was a bit weird to me because she, she invites Lucy around for dinner with her and her husband. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say there's going to be anyone else there. And I know like Luce obviously really fancies Rachel. But would you do it? <laughs> like a newlywed couple just go, oh, do you want to come for dinner with us? I'd be like, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think that like... If it was the other way round, if you get me, like if Luce had invited Rachel somewhere, Rachel would have been like, yes, because we're obviously great friends. I think she kind of mistakes that initial chemistry and that initial spark between them as friendship at first. Yeah. But Luce doesn't. Luce yeah. knows what it is, you exactly. know? She knows exactly what it is. So it is kind of strange that she went there, but I suppose she just wants to, you know... Get closer. Get closer and allow the space for whatever it is to grow into something more i totally get that but if i fancied someone and they were asking me to go out to dinner with them and their newlywed husband Mm. all i'd be thinking is they're going to be unbearable this whole time yeah that would just be my initial thought like they're going to be talking about how good married life is and Mm. i'd just be like i'm actually uh busy but maybe we could go out one time when your husband's at work (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i hear you I hear you. But she accepts it anyway. Then Rachel and Heck are at an auction house trying to buy a sofa. And this scene stressed me out so much because she was just talking nonstop to him while he's trying to like listen out and actually like put money towards this sofa. And she's just like, because she's obviously trying to like scheme and like get things together. But it was just stressing me out completely. It reminds me of like when we're watching something and I'm trying to focus and you're just blabbing away about it. <laughs> it's because she wants to talk about Luce. Yeah, I know it's it is. she's like, Luce is on her mind and she was saying things like, oh, I think she'd be really good with Cooper because she's just can't stop thinking about her. No, I get it. I get it. But if I was heck, I would have been like, could you please just shush? Literally until this auction is done, it's going to be five minutes max. And then we'll have the sofa and we will leave, you know? <laughs> and then we can talk about fucking Luce and Cooper all you like. But they end up buying the sofa for £400. And a bit after this, Heck is saying, oh, this really expensive sofa that they made £400 for. Our... We've just paid like 1600 quid for a sofa. Not 16, 1100 1100 That's <laughs> yeah. such quite good value. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And we, we are paying that off over two and a half years. But <laughs> £400 that they've just put down on a sofa to take away. And then he's talking about how expensive it is for an antique sofa as well. To be fair, I would be pissed off though because it was on 210 and she just stands up and goes, 400 She could have gone, like it was going, going, gone on 210 Yeah, she could have said 250 Or 220 Yeah, but your man's going to come back with something, isn't he? The other guy. Yeah. I think she was just like, panic, quick, say a high number. Do you know what? He's lucky she didn't go 1,100. Like we fucking did. Honestly. Yes, <laughs> we bought our sofa at an auction. Also, the sofa wasn't actually that nice. No. Well, that, that's the thing I just said about it being an antique sofa. But actually, would you want an antique sofa? No. It would no. be like falling apart. I suppose it's proper leather, so it would be like quite 
hard wearing. But, but what about like the cushion inside? Wouldn't yeah. that be wearing away? Yeah, true. Very so, good point. Yeah. Actually paying four hundred pounds for a fucking old piece of shit sofa. <laughs> yes, very good point. Just go DFS babes. Absolutely. So we head over to Rachel and Heck's house. And Heck puts on a really ugly shirt. Yeah. Then he turns around to Rachel and he's like, You wanna fool around? Like, babe, the shirt is not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Also, Rachel has just watched you piss and not wash your hands. Why would she yeah. want those inside of her? Exactly. Disgusting, so man. gross. Like, oh. No, thank you. No, it's quite all right. He goes and entertains Luce for a while while Rachel is finishing getting ready or she's cutting the flowers, actually, that Luce brought over, I think. Yeah. And he's talking about how he wants to write a guidebook, but he's not been able to travel because he met... Rachel and yeah settled down too much and so blah 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 kind of you know this relationship hasn't really worked out for him either mm-hmm. you know there's things that he wanted to do obviously he's prepared to sacrifice that for the relationship but yeah. um yeah it's his dream to write a guidebook what a shit dream <laughs> yeah well, no, to be fair, I actually don't think it's that shit a dream. It's not the guidebook that's really the dream, is it? It's the dream the travel is part. the travel. Yeah. yeah. And to like know and be the expert True. on that and so make money like from it. Me being like, my dream is to write up the Wikipedia page for Italy. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, I-, I can go do that now. <laughs> I mean, some people really do. They get into Wikipedia. They really do. They do. Oh, I want to play a Wikipedia game with you soon. Oh. So what you do is you pick two things. So for example, let's say the Hulk and bananas. And then you have to go through the through links and see how many clicks it takes you to get to the last I bit. have played that many times before. And we I'm should a play that. Expert. We yes, should play I it. I love that game. Me we too. Will, we'll play it after this. Yeah, like it's something we actually haven't done in lockdown. No, no, no. no. We've, got, we've got two laptops. That's all you need. Exactly. I mean, you could use your phone. You, you could easily use your phone. It's better on a laptop, I a think. A nice little free game for people to play. So, while they're having the discussion, Heck finds out that Luce is, in fact, a big fat homo. Yes. Shall we Shall we reenact the scene? I don't remember what he said. You be Luce. Oh. Um, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Standing ovation for our dyke. Oh my god. <laughs> thank you for your service, lesbian. <laughs> I fucking wish they'd thank us. Honestly. <laughs> they have like a very weird conversation about love over dinner. Yeah. Between the four of them. So Piper, Rachel, Rachel. Uh, seems to think that love is about being comfortable with someone, basically, and then settling down eventually when you think, yeah, this is right, isn't it? This is right. Yeah. Isn't it? This is right. Yeah. Yeah, and Luce thinks that love is when you make eye contact with someone and immediately fall in love with them on the spot, there yeah. and then. You mm-hmm. feel your souls intertwining or whatever it was she said. Yeah. Which I think both of them are wrong. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I don't think that it's... it's... I think it's a combination. It's a combination. Somewhere in the middle, isn't it? Yeah. It's not about seeing someone and thinking, oh my God, that's the person for me. It's about, you know, interacting with someone and thinking, like having that initial chemistry. Yeah. As well as it being someone that you can be comfortable with though there's not like a really kind of like volatile relationship where there's lots of arguing and sparks but in the wrong way yeah it's kind of finding that person who you are comfortable with and who you are happy with and who you can be best friends with yeah as but well they as also ignite a spark yeah exactly mm. no i totally agree i don't really believe in love at first sight i don't for anyone that does and has experienced it like that's lovely and i'm so happy for you but i think that would be more of a case of luck at first sight yeah where you You've just been so lucky that that person is someone you love. I believe in lust at first sight. You can look at someone and be like, fucking hell, that person's fit. (laughs) Exactly. Absolutely. And then that can develop into love. But I don't really believe in love at first sight. I couldn't agree more. I also don't believe that just settling for what you feel comfortable with is is good either. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people need to be brave and step outside of their comfort zone sometimes. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's definitely a combination. Yeah. Just... I mean, Cooper's gross the entire way through the film. He's gross in this conversation. He's gross. Yeah, well, basically what happens here is um, Hector and Cooper are in another room. And Cooper's basically, you know, saying how he's going to fuck her Mm -hmm. in, you know, politer words. And Hector tells Cooper that she's gay. Mm -hmm. And Cooper pretty much says the classic kind of, 
I can turn her mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? That shit, which, again, at, at this point in this film, I'm thinking, like, the audience are, me- are meant to be laughing at this. They're meant yeah. to think this is funny, but it's not. It's, like, it's harassment. Yeah. Something I did find interesting, though, was, I'm not sure if it's this conversation or a conversation later in the film, but it's one of the conversations between Heck and Cooper. And Cooper says, like this, I can turn her. Anyone you know not everyone is gay all the time or whatever something like that yeah and then heck looks at him and he says well not not all the time not all the time as if to say like you know i'm not gonna flip to the other side oh yeah that you was know? this conversation yeah. yeah so it's kind of like oh i can turn a lesbian any lesbian can be turned by me but not everyone can be turned i can't be turned yeah and i think that's probably the film trying to be like Haha, we're not actually saying that you know, yeah. we're not saying that... We're trying to make out that this guy is ridiculous. But if you're trying to make out that this guy is ridiculous, then why is Luce laughing along with him throughout, like, the whole thing mm. when she should be uncomfortable? In reality, she would be uncomfortable. I think so, but I also think that it's very much a product of the times. I think that a lot of lesbians did, at that time, laugh along with shit like this because it was kind of... It's a security. If they didn't, they'd be called, like, a feminazi or, you know, like... All right. An angry gay. Yeah, it's a protection thing. Yeah. Which is so annoying that that was a thing then. And it is a thing still even now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if people are going to make jokes about me being gay and I'm there and there's a load of men joking about me being gay, am I necessarily going to stand up and say that's not cool? I might not. Because mm-hmm. I might not feel comfortable to. I might be afraid to do that. Yeah. I get that the film's saying, haha, it's funny, but I just don't think it's that funny. I think it's... A bad thing that it's has happened funny. to our community. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, <laughs> their house is stunning. They're flat. Yeah. I love that spiral staircase, the white spiral staircase, the like glass at the top of the roof. and Yeah, it is really nice. It's beautiful. And the glass at the top of the roof is where we find Luce. Yes, in the rain. Is it outside? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Luce is standing outside in the rain and Rachel kind of comes over like, what are you doing, you silly goose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucy goosey. <laughs> <laughs> and this interaction is just so adorable. It's so cute. Yeah. Like, although, <laughs> Rachel turns to Luce and she's rubbing her arms and she goes, oh, you're wet. <laughs> like, and Luce is like, oh, how do you know? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> It was so cute the way she like put her arms on her and starts trying to offer her coat to yeah. Luce. And I'm literally there like, please kiss, please. I think they might, but kiss. obviously they weren't going to kiss now. Yeah. yeah, I know they weren't going to. If only. But if it was only. very cute, and I very enjoyed it. And then Hector kind of ruined the moment by telling them that Cooper's pretty much going to take his clothes off if they don't leave now. Yeah. Because <laughs> of course he is. Of course he is. <laughs> so we go to the supermarket. Yes, where everyone is doing their weekly shop at the same it time. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, throughout this whole film, they like bump into each other all the time, right? Like it just out and about in the area, in the shops, at bonfire night, all the time, constantly just bumping into each other. And I'm like, if you were going to have love at first sight, surely you would have had it by now already with her. <laughs> like, why was it only on your wedding day that she showed up? And That's true. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you must have seen each other a million times before since you clearly live like three seconds away from each other but that's why i get the bonfire night thing because everyone in the local area goes to their local bonfire night so i get why they would have seen each other there but the shop thing yeah that was just that was just convenient wasn't it i think a lot of people as well they kind of do their weekly shop at a similar time so there would have been a likely time that they would have seen each other before you know yes it's unlikely that they would have just like not seen each other before but anyway true 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 so yes um Heck and Rachel are out doing their weekly shop and Luce is there with her friend Edie. Mm-hmm. And I actually love that Luce has got a gay best friend. Yeah. Because so many films, lesbians just don't have any of her gay friends. When yeah. the truth is, we only have gay friends. <laughs> like, yes. The only straight people I know are literally my relatives yeah. and, you know, colleagues. But in my friend group... Everyone's gay. Yeah. It's just so funny in movies and TV how there's always the token gay when the reality is there's the token straight. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they bump into each other and they're kind of talking about each other going through the supermarket and, you know, Edie's saying they're so hetero. She's so hetero. Yeah. And Heck is saying she's as gay as a tennis player, which I love. (laughs) What does that mean? Andy Murray is a big old dyke. Yeah. (laughs) 
And they're trying to work out if Edie and Luce are together. Mm-hmm. Which kind of just ends up with Heck going, Edie, are you gay? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, um, and he's like, are you two scissoring every night? <laughs> Do you fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Have you tasted each other's genital area? <laughs> <laughs> But no, they're just really good friends, and I love that. Although they probably have fucked. Come on. Well, Edie was like, hmm, not that I haven't tried. Yeah. And I was kind of like, that's the correct answer, Edie, because look at her. <laughs> of course you've tried. Of course you've tried. But you know, maybe they had a drunken night. They're gay friends. Yeah. It happens. It's true, it does happen. Like, pretty much all of my friends are people that I've slept with. Yeah. <laughs> So, we meet our third and final Irish of the film. (laughs) Oh, God. The woman who was, like, sobbing because she's pregnant and her boyfriend's gonna hate her. Yeah, she literally says, like, he's really controlling. He's gonna hate her because she's pregnant. So she's getting him some flowers. So she starts crying hysterically. And kind of the joke is that Luce is trying to answer the phone and do her job while this woman's literally in like a domestically abusive situation yeah it was bizarre (laughs) so fucking weird like when that was happening i just turned to you and i was like are you serious is this a joke yeah (laughs) yeah i think it was but um it wasn't a good one no it was a very poor taste joke (laughs) such as the times it's so crazy how much things have changed cooper calls this flower shop and has flowers delivered and he's like fuck me fuck me do do sex on me please fuck me hello please, please suck my willy suck it please. put it in your mouth have a put have it a, in your gay mouth put your pinky finger in my bum hole please. stimulate my prostate please just a little bit just a get just a gay sex just sex between rim me please yes i would like it <laughs> yeah. and lucy's like um I'll be your friend, but that's literally it. And why, though? Yeah, why be his friend? Don't be his friend. He's weird. He sucks. (laughs) They go to a little demonstration in the school, and Rachel's watching her sister talk about planets while fantasizing about it loose. Oh, honestly. She's thinking about kissing her lips. Mm -hmm. Very good. She sure is. But then she's woken up from the fantasy. So what's a girl to do when you're fantasizing about another girl? Well, she asks Luce if they can talk. Yeah. And Luce is just like, "Uh, no. Yeah, that was weird. (laughs) That was weird. So then she just goes and gets Georgie's Bush. Georgie's Bush. Everyone's favourite. (laughs) My favourite porno. And everyone fucking shows up. Her mum shows up. Her husband shows up when she's watching it at home. Lady behind the counter, who, by the way, if anyone watched Bad Girls, was in Bad Girls, has to call up and get the copy of Georgie's Bush because it's worth it. Yeah, and also I like I think we both really thought that it was going to just be Luce showing up with George's bush, and she'd be like, "Hey, right." I really did. I really did. I wonder if that's a deleted scene from the film. <laughs> She's like, "You want to borrow this? I could just show, show you what happens." <laughs> and then I think her mum said, "What's this kind of thing?" And she said, "It's." That she's just really interested in American politics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you are, Han. <laughs> However, she takes the movie home and watches it. I was thinking the whole time, if only she had Pornhub. Oh my God, yeah. She wouldn't, so there, there'd be no evidence. She could just incognito mode it. Yeah. The, and clear history to be safe. But yeah, absolutely. No. She's got the DVD in the player. She's watching Georgie's Bush. And home comes Heck. Mm-hmm. wanting to watch it too yeah he's interested and she's like absolutely not I'm I don't get turned to... on by this yeah <laughs> she lied <laughs> she lied to the sound of the waves crashing in her crotch <laughs> <laughs> this isn't sexy to me <laughs> however I would like some time alone in the bathroom she's <laughs> going fuck the tap like you yeah. went from below her mouth please <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to have a bath for the next 45 minutes <laughs> be fair, you have baths for like two hours. Six years, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you wanking the whole time in bath? <laughs> Me. That tap is way too hot. There's no way. The tap's too hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't burn my clit off for that. No, absolutely. They then go to bonfire night. Yeah, so they can just not watch any of the fucking fireworks. And so that heck can have the fucking most bizarre situation ever where he's like, have you had a situation where you know you're not fucking your wife yeah to her her dad dad. you must know other married you work in a bank there's got to be other married men in that bank that you could talk to Mm -hmm. that aren't your fucking wife's father oh exactly and isn't he just a bit like i can't have this conversation with you because all i can see is that hand in my door no that's so weird weird so so bizarre it's like the only man he knows honestly like talk to your own father about it oh literally so strange that's who i talk to about you 
about what, our sex what, life. Your dad? Yeah. Oh, good. I'm like, Dad, are you ever fist deep in mum? I'll have to ask him where he got those moves from then. <laughs> <laughs> gross. Oh, so gross. But they carry on to uh, not watch the fireworks. Literally, they are just talking the whole time, not looking at it. Normally, mm-hmm. on a fireworks display, what happens is you're all talking, waiting for it. Then you go, oh, oh, look, look. And then you are constantly staring at the fireworks, just going, wow. Ooh, Ooh, oh, my God, that one's so big. Oh, it's oh, blue. I love blue. Little oh, thing. Oh, that What's one looks a bit like sperm. Oh, is it? <laughs> but that's what it's like. You're not like... Literally, at one point, Rachel's hugging heck and facing the other way. Yeah. Like, why did you leave the fucking house? Go back home if you're not going to watch the fireworks. And that's Honestly. when she sees Luce. Yeah, does she see Luce? Yeah, she sees Luce and she says, let's go home. We're going to leave you with that for now. Yeah, leave those thoughts to percolate in your brain for the um, 10 seconds the music is playing. You can imagine the fireworks that nobody watched. Firework makes that noise. Machine gun. Oh, oh god. Okay, well, anyway, you think about the fireworks. We're gonna go and fuck because it's Valentine's Day and we'll be back in 10 seconds. Bye! Bye! Well, that was a lovely shag. Welcome back. We're gonna skip past the bit where she's talking to her husband about becoming pregnant because it actually doesn't become relevant at any point in the film. And we're gonna go straight to the football match. Yay, sports. Yeah, Rachel likes football, so therefore Rachel gay. Rachel gay. Yeah, and Luce is teaching Rachel how to scream at a football match. Like erotically, it's like one of those scenes where someone's teaching someone snooker, but she's teaching her how to scream. (laughs) Well, the thing is, like, she puts her hand like on her stomach at first, to her to tense her stomach. So let's do it. Tense your stomach. Just tense your stomach. Okay. And then she runs her hand up to her diaphragm. It's basically like between her tits. Right. Now, what I find really funny is she's got her hand on her diaphragm. Uh-huh. And then she says, use two hands. And the way I imagined that was that she would just cup her tits <laughs> and just stand there in front of her like, is this good? <laughs> Maybe that's what Rachel wanted. I, well, exactly. Rachel's like, cut my titties. And she's Literally. like, I'm just going to stand behind you and hug you instead. Yeah, which was cute. But why did she ask for two hands? What did she think was going to happen? Who knows? She just needed two hands because she couldn't feel the one hand. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> That's going to mean that she's she's getting double fisted in now, her sex life. I can't feel just one. <laughs> now, Sarah, I want you to pretend that your mouth is a cathedral. Oh, hey, Maria. <laughs> I want you to pretend your mouth's a cathedral. Mm-hmm. And that's when... Rachel is kind of lost and me too. <laughs> what does she yeah. mean? Pretend I still don't really know what she means, but it doesn't matter because we learn how to shout this exact phrase. <laughs> You're a wanker number nine. Nine, nine, nine. Poor number nine. Poor number nine. Probably not even a wanker. Probably an all right Probably person. Probably a wanker. Most people are. Oh yeah, I know. That's such a weird insult. Yeah. Most people masturbate. Sorry. If someone goes, you're a wanker, it's like, yeah, you probably are too. We are all wankers. So you're trying to tell me you don't know your own body, bitch? Yeah, exactly. So, Luce wants to dance. Luce wants to go dancing and Rachel's like, I know the place. And Luce is like, brilliant, she's bringing me to so We're going clubbing. Yeah. yeah. Literally, like, we're going to go G-A-Y. It's going to yeah. be great. It's going to be the time of but our But no, lives. they go to an arcade. Which, to be fair, I, I love. Yeah, I actually, wanna I want to do it too. Yeah. I love those Just Dance games. Dance Dance really Revolution. Fun. Yeah, Dance Dance Revolution. I think they're really fun. Yeah. So, let's do it now. Um, we buy no. one. We buy one. We buy one. We Maybe. have we have just dance for the moment, so we can mm. just do that at home. They're dancing away, and mm. they're literally dressed so of the time at the moment. Yeah. Um, Luce I'm... is wearing a vest with a scarf, like a little fluffy, <laughs> like really short, fluffy red yeah. scarf. <laughs> and Rachel's wearing a long sleeve shirt underneath a sl- short sleeve shirt. Yeah. So <laughs> they look very uh, naughties mm-hmm. whilst they're having their little dance. It's very cute. And then Luce walks Rachel home. She decides to randomly drop the fact that it's her birthday. And then as a little present, Rachel goes in for the kiss. Yeah. And then it's just like a car that goes past. And she's like, oh, best not. I think just 
whatever happened she was leaning in for it and then she kind of maybe realised just as they were about to kiss that she was about to cheat and was kind of like I can't yeah and then walked away but it was cute and I wanted them to actually kiss but we we don't get that just yet we're gonna get that a bit further down the line don't Mm -hmm. worry guys it will happen it will indeed we have a couple of scenes in between this scene and um, an interesting scene in Hampstead Heath (laughs) (laughs) which I've like, I've noted down that Coop calls himself a cure for lesbianism again, which is gross. Yep, very gross. Unacceptable. Also, there's a nice scene, a scene that I actually really liked with Rachel talking to her two friends, her work colleagues, about, have you ever thought about being, you know, gay a bit? And Sharon Horgan's like, yeah, give it a try. It wasn't for me. And the other <laughs> girl was like, yeah, I feel like, you know, I really want to, but it's in the same kind of way that I want to go visit Norway. Like, I probably won't, but I want to. Yeah. <laughs> and I just really like that kind of, like, honesty between them and kind of... But also, just go to Norway. It's not that far. No. Also, just have <laughs> sex with a woman. It's not that hard. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? It's the same thing. It's just one of those things that you're like, yeah, I'd like to, but, like, you just wouldn't like to enough that you're going to do anything yeah, about it yeah i so liked that that's nice yeah they go out for dinner mm-hmm. we didn't see them going out for dinner we saw oh, them okay. on the way back and rach is like not really talking in the car and hector's like that was nice wasn't it it was really nice and then rachel was like let's go to Hampstead heath and fuck in the bushes i know and then he says what about the deadly nightshade like sorry <laughs> is this the nightmare before christmas like, what do you mean deadly nightshade <laughs> in Hampstead heath yeah uh, if i was her i'd be like yeah you're right that's actually really unattractive that you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking pussy. But, but she's desperate to in- inject some excitement into her love life at the moment because she's not getting what she needs from heck. No, and she seems to think that, you know, some risk will fix things. Yeah. And she tries to kind of borderline sexually assault him in the park. Um, and then some gay guys step out from behind a tree being like, sorry, <laughs> sorry, we were just cruising. Um, <laughs> I know, it was like the most polite dogging I've ever seen. <laughs> like, hi, they're shaking hands. Oh, it must be nice to be married. We just met. <laughs> yeah, hi, I'm Heck. <laughs> like, I'm surprised I didn't just be like, okay, well, should we just get on with it? And just yeah. have sex in front of each other. Whilst <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> being just... like, so where did you go for dinner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we just went to... um. Pizza Hut, actually. <laughs> They've got a nice new pizza there. I thought it was a good nod, though, to, like, Hampstead Heath and the, like, cruising community in Hampstead Heath and that kind of thing. Like, it's known for gay cruising. And Is stuff it? Like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majorly. Oh, I need to go. Uh-huh. So <laughs> that's obviously what it was nodding towards there, which I thought was quite nice. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, Rachel shows up at loose's flower shop to say leave me alone leave me alone essentially stop being so fucking sexy i can't take it yes and she walks out of the room and then immediately walks back in and they start writhing around on like a bunch of roses and all these flowers yeah. i'm like sorry how many thousands of pounds worth of flowers are Have you, you like, just rolling around on there just <laughs> destroying well i'm sorry but she's always giving out free flowers isn't she it, isn't she just she makes these massive bouquets which would literally be a hundred pounds yeah and just gives them to be like, like somehow yeah exactly and she'll just show up with this massive bouquet without like okay girl yeah. but they kissed they finally fucking kissed they finally this was kissed. what we were waiting for mm-hmm. until it's very quickly ruined because of course heck walks in sad boy heck yeah i thought she locked the flower shop why didn't she lock the flower yeah shop? the idiot <laughs> yeah, honestly hecky walks in and he is feeling like he's done something wrong he's like asking loose and loose says something which i think people in films need to say a little bit more often which is why don't you fucking ask your wife instead of asking me <laughs> i don't know she obviously does but like she's like just ask her don't ask me i do feel bad for him though me too. I do think in this film they've done a good job of making him not a horrible person. Yeah. Because agreed. a lot of the time in lesbian films, the lesbian that's stuck in the compulsory, a heteronormative relationship is stuck with a horrible guy. Yeah. Someone who's either like disappearing and not talking to her or someone that just doesn't care about her or generally a dickhead. But in this film, they've actually made an effort to make him not an asshole. So it kind of confirms a bit more that you can't just stop someone being gay. They just are gay. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, it's not 
about having to be with a really horrible man to find out you're gay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can be with a really nice guy, but unfortunately you're going to end up breaking his heart. Yeah. They surrounded him with a lot of asshole men to kind of make him even nicer as well. <laughs> I think that helped, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it really highlighted that he's really not that bad of a guy. But he was lovely. Um, He gets some flowers on the house, some lilies. Beautiful bouquet of flowers, of course. Yeah. Um, and... Luce goes into the back room to find that Piper's escaped through the smallest crack in the window. <laughs> she could have like opened it a bit wider. I know she's like a you know a, a skin, slip of a thing, a skinny little thing, but <laughs> she just there was the tiniest crack in the window. I'm just imagining herself like <clears throat> wriggling out like yeah, a worm. Yeah, literally like and then running fucking down the street. Yeah, so Luce catches up to her in Primrose Hill and is pretty much telling her she wants to be with her. Yeah, she says that you can tell me to walk away right now and you'll never see me again. Yeah. Does she? I kind of didn't catch that. I don't think she does say. No. She doesn't say go. We didn't have subtitles on this film, so I think we actually missed quite a few of the details. Yeah, we Um, normally watch stuff with subtitles. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that um, Rachel's accent was quite hard to understand at times. She talks very softly. It's because it's a fake British accent. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It It was fine as fake British accents go. Like, it wasn't terrible, but like... There were times where I found her really difficult to understand. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But yeah. yeah. I didn't catch a word of what the dad said throughout the film. Oh, I know. He was so hard to understand. He was, he was always <laughs> slurring. He was mumbling. <laughs> so, honestly, I don't know what was going on. Like, I did not catch a word he said. Maybe really. he was just drunk the whole Maybe. time. Maybe that was meant to be the story. Speaking of drunk. Yes. Hector quits banking and gets it. After being an absolute dom on the phone. Yeah. So saying to the guy, oh yeah, well, you want to go three? How about you give me four? Yeah, I'm holding your balls. Yeah, do it. Do I'm it. Popping your go balls. higher. Give me more. I'm touching your prostate with my tongue, baby. I'm literally fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> and after this conversation, he quits his job because he's like, I'm not a dom. I'm not a terrible person. I'm nice. <laughs> I'm a sub. I don't know if you all noticed, but I'm actually a nice guy. So he quits the job and gets really fucking drunk. Absolutely fucking sloshed. Absolutely. So he comes home and Rach decides, I'm going to tell him while he's extremely drunk. I know, poor heck. He's having the worst fucking day. Not a time to tell someone either. Like when they're drunk and they can't comprehend quite so well, it feels like a cop out. Mm, Yeah, but I think also she can't bear to keep that information inside of her. Agreed. She doesn't want to go another second not telling him the truth. So the fact that he's drunk is just inconvenient, you know? Because even when he passes out, she's like, no, 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 please, no. I need I can't you to say this again. Exactly. And, and it's like that sometimes. Sometimes when you're holding on to a secret that could hurt someone, you need to tell them. Mm. You have the moment, you're like, I have to do it right now. You've prepared yourself for it. And if it doesn't happen right now, you don't think you'll do it again. So. Yeah. Yeah, I do get it. But I just don't think it was necessarily okay to do that. But um, he did hear it, even though he pretended to be asleep. Yeah. Hector obviously tells Cooper, um, doesn't know who it was that she kissed, but... but Cooper puts two and two together because he's been spending all this time with his best friend, Luce. Yeah. And he comes along and he's like, how dare you? You're such a cunt. And I'm like, you literally talked nonstop for the first half of the film about how many married women you fucked. You Why literally are you, like, told her to do it. You literally said, sleep with them. Yeah. Like, and Honestly. then and then when she does, you're like, you fucking scumbag. Like, you slut. You have no right to tell her. No. Just because it happened to be your mate, you know? Yeah, maybe this will put it into perspective for him that, you know, and maybe everyone's did. someone's mate. But anyway, it's Rachel's birthday. So yeah. Rachel and Hector have gone over to her parents' house to have a little cake. Yeah, a little bit of cake. But Hector can't really stand it. He anymore. can't do it. He can't lie and pretend, pretend to be the thing that makes her happy. Yeah. So he leaves and her parents are understandably confused. Yeah. She chases him out and Hector basically says that he wants her to be happy and he's sad that he's not the source of her happiness. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's sweet. When he started storming out at first, I was just a little bit like, oh no, this is he's going to be angry. Mm. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be messy, but no, he was actually really sweet about it. Yeah, I think that that was 
I think it was borderline unrealistic, to be honest, how sweet he was about it. I yeah. think that I think that people do come to that point where they're like, you know what, this is what is right. But I think in the moment, people are always so angry. Although he has had time to think about it from when she said it to him. Yeah, and um, some people actually are able to rationalise things. I'm not necessarily one of them. <laughs> but some people are able to look at a situation and go, look, I'm not the best person for you. Yeah, right now and he is one of those people he's really lovely he's really, he really is. lovely and it does hit him later when we see him up on the roof yeah but first we see Rachel with her family who are adamant of knowing who this other person is mm-hmm. which I think is that's a bit shitty yeah. your your daughter's husband has just walked out on her birthday and instead of like comforting her you're just going so who is it who's the other person who's the guy who's the man mm-hmm. uh, it's not a man she is the florist <laughs> the florist from my wedding the dad gives a big speech about how his wife never loved him which um was weird yeah <laughs> the mum's like <Okay>. why <laughs> yeah it shocks rachel into action though because she is going to find loose yeah and her dad is going to drive her even if it means her obnoxious mum is going to be in the car Saying stuff like, well, what about my grandbabies? Like, Honestly. bitch, she still has a womb. Yeah. She, the fact there's two two wombs. There's two baby houses. Double the, double the babies. Exactly. Come on. Like, get Twins on, every time. <laughs> Twins every time. <laughs> so stupid. And they drive off to find Luce while Heck goes up to a roof. To hang out with his sister-in-law. He's crying on the roof in front of this child. Who's bought him pick and mix, which is really cute. Yeah, she's really sweet. She's so sweet. And then he says, oh, I should have married you instead. I was a bit like, okay. Yeah, I think, (laughs) to be fair, I think it's like, I know it seems creepy, but like knowing the character that Heck is and the relationship that he has with her and all of that... I think it was actually just him being cute. No, I know. I should have married you instead because she obviously like fancies heck in her like little child way. And he is like, oh, don't say that. She does though. She does. She's always like, he's so handsome, isn't he? He's so perfect. True. And he's obviously like hopped onto that and he's like, hey, you know, trying to make her like be like, oh, that's cute. So what we're saying is he's realized that the child fancies him (laughs) and the appropriate, appropriate response to that is to flirt. With her. He's not flirting with ask her. Ask for her hand in marriage. It's not like that. It's like when, when you um, ask I your know, child. I know. Who are you going to marry? And they say, you, mom. Like that kind of thing. That's what it was like. But um, he was really nice. I he thought. was. It was sweet. It was very it was a sweet. sweet scene. Yeah. The, you know, throughout the whole film, he's actually being a genuine nice guy. Not just someone who's painted out to be a nice guy either. He's genuinely be quite, been nice. Yeah. And he, like, you know, even the fact that he doesn't want to work in banking, which I can say from experience is a shitty, unmoralistic industry to work in, so I get it. Yeah. (laughs) You know. They drive to the flower shop. No Luce. Luce is not there. Only Luce's mum and a soon-to-be shop manager. (laughs) (laughs) She now officially owns the shop. Yeah. Yeah. It seems that way. Luce's mum's just a bit like... Have you ever run a flower shop before? Like, why didn't she just close the shop? Honestly, <laughs> so stupid. But anyway, they all get in the car, drivey drivey, get stuck in traffic at Bank Station. At which point, right, Luce is, you know, complaining to a taxi driver who is clearly having phone sex. Why are we going this route? <laughs> but they, they end up at Bank. And I'm not being funny. You could get out of that taxi, stop paying money to be sitting in traffic get on the train at bank mm-hmm. and like wherever the fuck you were going just get a train to that location unless she was going to was she going to maybe an airport do you I reckon? think potentially yeah hmm via bank from primrose hill yeah it, that's kind of weird yeah what airport would she be going to who knows she could just could have got out and got a train but we are glad she didn't because if she had we wouldn't have had our two lovebirds reconnect no uh it's an incredible scene rachel phones her and here's a guy singing Imagine Me and You through the phone. Whilst Luce tells her that you ain't got the fucking balls. You ain't got the balls to leave him. And hangs up. Yeah. On her flip phone. So. Exactly. Hangs up. Also, did you not see her answering that flip phone and she didn't even open it? She just like answered it and held it to her. Head. Did she actually? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if it was in this scene, but it was in a scene for sure. Oh she my answered God. it without even opening it. She was just like, hello. <laughs> Is that me on a flip phone? She, she might as well like be holding a TV remote. Hello? 
stupid. But luck would have it, the same cyclist actually cycles past Rach's car. Mm-hmm. Also, can we just say, what cyclist in London is singing out loud during a traffic jam? <laughs> it's You know what it is these days? Maybe that was the case before, but these days it's someone blaring With a boombox. Yeah. <laughs> I love the cyclists who listen to music like really loud. I'm like, you know what? That's actually probably more responsible than listening on headphones. So I'm there for it. I really like it because <laughs> usually they're listening to something fun. So they'll, they'll cycle past me and I'm like, oh, yes. Let's dance. Let's dance. Let's have a do the samba. Oh, that's what they're usually <laughs> listening to. The samba. Yeah. Lovely. At the Copa, Copa Cabana. That's what they normally listen to. All of them. Every cyclist. Yeah, every single every one. Cyclist. In today's age, you go, oh, I could hear Skepta down the phone. And, <laughs> and now that, that cyclist is do listening to Skepta. Do the Rolex sweep. Is that Skepta? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, you're showing yourself up. So, yes, they hear it. They hear it. They hear it. She hears it. Rachel hears it. And stands on the roof of the car. And it's immediately obvious where this scene is going to go. She's like holding her stomach. She's just like, loose. 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 People are looking at their cars. She's like, literally, she can see the only black cab that's literally, there. Literally. Obviously, we know where it. she is. <laughs> her mum as well would be like, oh yeah, she was in a black cab. There's a black cab right there. Mm-hmm. Come on. But she's like gently shouting loose. And then she gets her diaphragm in check she tenses her stomach muscles she has a cathedral mouth <laughs> and screams out you're a wanker number nine 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 nine, nine. and of course Luce hears this and gets out steps on a random stranger's car yeah what the fuck <laughs> she literally just gets on the hood of someone's car hello it's like could you not see it's the woman standing on the car over there you don't need to get on a car to see that someone's standing on a car she didn't want to get on the taxi because she'd be barred from taxi services for life (laughs) (laughs) they run and run and run across the traffic and finally they hold each other and they kiss you know that scene reminds me of the time that you had an asthma attack at bank station i had to get the police It's not quite as romantic, no, is it? It's not. And you were running around trying to ask strangers for an inhaler because I didn't have mine on me. No, and then strangers started asking on my behalf to other strangers <laughs> that were walking past until a guy just comes over and he's like, inhaler. And then there was a coronavirus pandemic, so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. To me, using someone else's inhaler. That's what started it off. Yeah. So that's pretty much the movie. There's some nice scenes afterwards. Yeah, so there's a few scenes in the credits so we can kind of see where everyone ended up. Yeah. We see Cooper ended up with a little baby. A baby. We see... Hector ended up travelling for 24 hours on a plane. And found a woman on the plane. and Who's literally like, 24 hours is plenty of time for me to fuck you in the toilet. Literally. Like she's basically <laughs> she's like, saying let's that. join the Mile High Club, baby. Yeah. And we see our lovely female pairing on a bench in the park and you can tell that Rachel's embraced her lesbianism because she is wearing a gilet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that scene we will talk about it more when we're rating the film but that scene is probably like one of the most important scenes I've ever had in my life oh interesting Mm. okay and then the movie ends with Hector staring down the camera and laughing so that's that I hope that was a nice little Valentine's Day special for everyone, even though Valentine's Day has been and gone. It was for me. And also your birthday. It oh, was, yeah. It was, was Sarah's birthday. birthday. So um, say happy birthday to her, please. Also, tomorrow is Filippo's anniversary of moving in with us. Yeah, do people know our who Filippo is? Filippo's our, <laughs> our cat. Yeah. Our first cat. So also, after this has come out, we will have had a Filippo's adoption day anniversary. So that's going to be cute. We've got treats for him and mm-hmm. we love him very much. We do. Yeah, I, I said I was going to upload a video of them being homoerotic together, and I didn't do it. I actually will do it now. It mm. might actually be out already, so I'm going to do it sometime this week. I promise. You'll see okay. it. You'll see the gay behaviour between our cats. I promise. <laughs> it's constant. But let's get down to it. Sarah, how many closets would you come out of for this film? Well, this film is the film <gasps> that helped me genuinely come out of the closet how i remember sitting on a bus <gasps> in greenwich a bus 
honestly. In Greenwich. In Greenwich. And Yay. I was thinking about like a Me life with a man. Oh. And I was like, it's just so boring. And then that scene just flashed into my head from Imagine Me and You of the two of them sitting on the park bench sharing a coffee. Were you bisexual at this point? Yes. You were out as bi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's it. That's what I want. Oh. Like, I just want that sitting on the park bench with a cup of coffee type of love. Well, we could go do that. We could go do that. We've done it. You proposed to me on a park bench. I did. And I proposed to you on a park bench. Well, you proposed to me by the river. Yeah, but it was like a bench. It was on a bench, yeah. Yeah. Cute. That's so, so sweet. Mm-hmm. It was like a big part of like when I kind of thought of that scene I was kind of like no I can have that like there's nothing stopping me from having that and that's when I kind of like really started exploring my sexuality a bit more and Mm -hmm. seeing that it was possible for me to be with a woman because I had like come out as bi but I didn't really think that I was bi romantic I thought I was bisexual I thought that yeah I'd fuck a girl but I didn't think that I'd have a relationship with a woman and Mm -hmm. that really helped me realize that I would And yeah, that's kind of led me to where I am today, engaged to a woman. Isn't there actual video evidence of you on TV saying that you could never imagine yourself with a woman as well? Yeah, 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 there is. I I came out as bi on national television. Did you actually? Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) Did did your parents watch it like, oh, okay. I had told them already, I think, just before, but like, I hadn't told anyone else really. (laughs) And everyone else was like, oh, I guess... Sarah's by then. <laughs> by then. Yeah. By bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, that was interesting. It was a Dr. Pixie sex ed show. It was she really was um, Embarrassing Bodies, right? Dr. Yeah. Pixie? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, She's Irish. And she did, like, a weird sex ed show that, like, ran, like, four or five episodes and had talked about different topics. And mine was about sexuality and gender. So if you ever find that video, um, you'll see Sarah playing around with some dildos. Oh, my God. Incredible. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to try and find it and um, I'll see if I can cut out some incredible content for <laughs> the Instagram. Because and, and it Twitter. is beautiful. Yes, well, we'll see. You'll actually tweet. I but don't know, and I will. Closets, how many? Ten. Ten. Um, okay. Yes. Ten closets. However, if we're talking about it rating review wise, I'm going to bump it down to nine because Cooper fucking sucks. A Cooper fucking sucks. Cooper fucking sucks. Yeah. But like the film isn't about Cooper. So, you know, fuck Cooper. But yeah. But don't fuck Cooper. No, do not. Do not never, give him the satisfaction. Never fuck a Cooper. Okay. So you're saying nine. Nine and a half. Okay. Nine and a half closets. Is okay. That my, is that my most closets that I've come out of? I genuinely came out of the closet for it, so it should be. Yeah, I think it's your most closets. Last week was only nine, right? Or was it nine and a half last week as well? I'm not sure. However, both probably of Probably nine them... and a half, because my only issue with the last one was the arsler. And both of them have inspired you to be a bit gayer, so yeah. that's valid. Mm-hmm. How about you, Izzy? How many closets would you have come out of if you had seen this film? I don't think it's high. I don't think it would be that high for me. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say maybe seven, mm-hmm. because I did. I really, I enjoyed the film. Yeah. It was nice. It was fun. Mm-hmm. But was it something that is groundbreaking to me? No. It was okay. I get it. It's it, it to me is really similar. Like when I watched Below Her Mouth for the second time for this podcast, I realized that there's quite a lot of similarities, weirdly, between Below Her Mouth and this film. They've got. A really similar storyline. Yeah. They both end with the main characters drinking coffee on a park bench on a hill. Yeah. It's bizarre how similar they are. Um, Without except, the sex. Yeah, yeah. Imagine Me and You has jokes and Cooper and <laughs> <laughs> Below Her Mouth has sex. Also, I just want to say at the beginning of this film, because we're talking about how Below Her Mouth has sex and this had no sex. The beginning of this film, we had like a warning which said there was like really graphic sexual content so i'm thinking there's gonna be a sex scene in this film yeah and then there just wasn't so i think just girls kissing i mean that was so classified though do you remember i remember when i used to have um a phone i think it was like one of my first phones that had like the internet on it properly maybe an iphone or something like that and my mobile network had like weird parental controls yeah and if you were over 18 you could get them removed and i used to go on to i used to try to go on to after ellen. after ellen yeah, yeah. me too and yeah it was and banned at my old work yeah it was blocked absolutely ridiculous it is ridiculous and i blame margaret thatcher for that one mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, the same thing happened to me in my first job. I tried to go on After Ellen and it said banned LGBT content. Really? Yeah. It just said adult content for me, which I was like, it's not, but fine. No, it specified that it was gay content. Oh my God. And I was literally like, who do I fucking complain to? That's I was so like calling ridiculous. up McDonald's head office like, what is this? That's horrible. <laughs> it is horrible. I'm sure people did complain about that. And that would have been in 2007 or 8, 2007, 8. Mm. That's when I had that job, so... Madness. We have come a long way, but we have not come all the way. No. But you make so me come fair. all the oh, way. Oh, baby! <laughs> You're gonna go and wear Valentine's Day. Yay! But first, I'm gonna make a roast dinner. Yes. So let's go. We're gonna go have a roast. But first, our socials. Isabel, Instagram. We are on Instagram, at Closeted Podcast. If you want to follow us there, you can. I will let you know ahead of time what films we're going to be covering. So it kind of gives you about a week-ish to get caught up so you are ready for the podcast. So Mm -hmm. follow us there. That's at Closeted Podcast. Sarah Bell, the Twitter. (laughs) The Twitter is at Closeted Podcast as well. Go on there. Send me a message if you need me to tweet about this stuff because I do not... Yeah, she really doesn't with Twitter. She doesn't. No, I go on it to see the tea after Drag Race, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. And oh my god, the fucking tea. So good. Oh my god, watch Drag Race UK just for the queens and ignore all of the judging. Email us whatyoumisspod at gmail.com that is it whatyoumisspod at gmail.com you can send us an email with all of your questions you can ask us anything literally anything that's us we are we have had a nice time watching this film we hope you've had a nice time listening to us talk about it yes i'm gonna actually go and make that roast dinner now incredible i am going to help you and also knit the harry styles jumper that i've been working on well, hey so everyone else have a nice day evening whatever fucking time weekend week yes enjoy February, march have yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next month love you so much, love you so much.